0: Hello and welcome to the Arista Wealth Podcast, where we focus on your finances, wellness, and lifestyle, so you can focus on living your dreams. We'll help you navigate through important topics so that you can elevate your life and financial health. Let's get started with your host, Paul Moffat.
1: Welcome to Arista Wealth Podcast. We're excited to have a special guest, Chelsea Golart, today with us. Chelsea, it's really awesome. She's got a great background. Her husband served in the military. She is a mother of one child. She's a personal trainer. She is a former Miss Utah runner-up. She has her college degree in health. She's obsessed with health, wellness, and helping men and women improve their confidence to take accountability for their own lives so that they can be empowered to make better choices for their health. Chelsea, welcome to Arista Wealth Podcast.
0: Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. First
1: question we have for you, Chelsea, is what does health have to do with our finances, relationships, and work?
0: When we first hear the word health, we think mostly about your nutrition and your fitness, which that's part of it. But health encompasses so much more. When I was in my undergrad, I learned about the six different components of health and wellness. And when I put this into practice after school, and I actually really got out in the field, I learned this on a different level. And I even add a seventh one at the end that I'll talk about. So the six components of health and wellness are physical, you got your physical health, of course. You've also got your spiritual health. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a religious person. Spiritual health is also just, you know, meditating, being out in nature. It's, Connecting with the world around you and kind of the whole concept of just being more connected to the universe and to who you are deep down. There's also emotional health, which to me, that means being connected with your emotions, understanding your emotions and being in control of your emotions and also allowing yourself to feel those emotions. That's a big part of emotional health as well. You've also got social health, which is your connection to the community around you, to your family, and basically any other social situation that encompasses your social health. And then, of course, you've got your mental health, which we have had. We have a lot more conversations about mental health these days, and that's great. And we've also got environmental health, which is your connection and your health in terms of the environment around you, maybe where you live. And the seventh one that I would add, which I actually learned this in my personal experience, I also learned this when I, I was working at a women's shelter, I used to be counselor and a teacher at this women's shelter. The seventh one I would add is financial health, which is actually perfect for your audience, because there is to me a big tie between your finances and your physical health. In almost every case with my health clients, my health coaching clients and my personal training clients, those who had a big struggle with their health usually There was some kind of reflection of that in their finances as well. So that's why I I go over financial health with my coaching clients as one of the aspects of health. And all of these categories of health, the reason why they are also related is because your health in all of these categories reflects your mind, reflects your habits, it reflects how you feel about yourself And it reflects your lifestyle. And I've noticed that if you're only healthy in one or two, but you're unhealthy in the rest, there's something in you that still feels unhealthy. And those are the people who are like, my diet's on track. I exercise all the time, but I still feel like I'm just not there. Something is still missing. That's because people don't pay attention to all of these different categories of health. We talk too much about the physical and not enough about everything else.
1: Wow. Chelsea, I love it. And you are right. I mean, it's all a tapestry all woven together to really bring together that Renaissance woman, the Renaissance man, to, to just bring it all together and to take an inventory of which one are we doing good in and which one do we need to make some more deposits in. You know, talking about that mental health, what are some things out there that you're seeing in the middle of a pandemic, of what some of our listeners can be doing uh, with that mental health?
0: The thing is when we are struggling with our mental health, we tend to do things that are directly towards our mental health. We'll say, okay, I need to go to therapy, which is great. I'm always an advocate of therapy. And we do these things that are classically associated with mental health, but we forget that In order to kind of de-junk our mental health, we also need to go through and de-junk our environment, de-junk our finances, maybe even de-junk our social circle. It's going to all of these different categories of our lives and cleaning things up and making sure we are happy with all of these other categories of our lives. And you know what I found in myself and in my clients is that when they do this, by nature and kind of just by the law of how it works, their mental health also improves. Making sure all of these other categories of health are in check actually primarily will kind of domino effect and as a secondary effect, your mental health will improve.
1: And with the physical, you know, if you don't have control of some of these other like emotional It's going to be hard to get out and to get up at six o'clock in the morning. I have a lunch today with a friend of mine, a professional, and he gets up at 4 a.m. and has gotten up at 4 a.m. for the last 15 years. And then he gets his kids up at 7 a.m. on Saturdays. I mean, just very regimented, but he's very, very focused. You know, we know of people that really are the epitome of these seven traits and components and how we can always work on something to become better. So that's great. Chelsea, what do you think is the biggest barrier people have when reaching their health goals?
0: Take your friend who wakes up at 4 a.m. every morning. Yeah, I bet, to start with number one, that he has really strong personal accountability. Because what I found in a lot of my coaching is that personal accountability is one of the biggest differences between a client who finds success and a client who doesn't, whether they have the victim mindset or they have the confidence to take accountability. I, I don't mean taking accountability as in you blame yourself for everything, you're hard on yourself, you're negative. It means that you understand that whatever happens next is in your control. And you have an understanding of what is in your control and you have an understanding of what is not. And you don't see what is not in your control as a victim mindset. You see it as, okay, that's something I have to plan around. Now, what can I do to plan around that? So personal accountability is something that I see is lacking a lot in society today. And I'm a millennial. A lot of millennials are lacking personal accountability. And I mean, you could go on a culture critique as to why that's not what, you know, I'm about right now, but it is a thing. It's a big thing. Also, self-efficacy, which put simply is just the knowledge that you have the ability to do it. In college, I had a really big Hip surgery. I had hip surgery on both hips and I was completely immobile, which for somebody who's active like me, you can imagine how much torture that was. And when I recovered from my hip surgery, I was hit with the realization or the self efficacy that I had the ability to get more active. I realized I could. And because I realized that I could, it made me feel more empowered to do so. And it made me take on more personal accountability. And when I became more active, I saw my energy levels and my body composition changed. And I realized that I could have a fit and healthy body. And, you know, more on the aesthetic side, as I was getting more healthy, I realized, oh, my gosh, I can have abs and I can, you know, have more muscle definition. That's something that I can do. And I realized that that's possible for me. And this is something that spans across maybe if you're a business owner, understanding that it's possible for you to make a certain amount of money or understanding that it's possible for you to have your home organized a certain way. That's what self-efficacy means. Understanding that it is possible for you. One thing that is really coming between people and their health goals, and they don't know why, they get up every morning, they work out, they're working so hard, they're counting their calories, they're doing all these things that they think should be working and that the diet industry is telling them will work, but it's not working. One thing that they might not know is that we are all chronically sick and inflamed because of what we eat. We eat like crap right now, all of us do. And when you are chronically sick and your digestive tract and your gut is inflamed, you feel awful and you can't figure out why, even when you're supposedly doing everything right. Our diets and our lifestyles cause chronic inflammation in our modern day. And 80% of us are actually walking around with, a condition called leaky gut. Have you ever heard of it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, oh,
0: it's yeah. becoming more of a mainstream concept, which I'm really happy about. Leaky gut affects our energy levels and it affects our metabolism and overall feeling of experiencing our bodies and our brains. And of course, that's going to get in the way of your health goals. And like I said, your goals in all other categories, it's going to affect everything. So how you start to pay attention and healing your leaky gut is you eat real foods and not processed foods, and you cut refined sugars, you cut back on dairy, you give your gut a rest from digesting all the time, maybe looking into something called intermittent fasting.
1: I'll tell you, a lot of people just think they can't do it. They can't do it. And, Uh you know, if all of us really knew, we all have a chronically sick or inflamed body if we're eating sugar and a carbo diet that exists here in America. But, you know, you go to some of these other foreign countries and you look at the people. It was really interesting. I was at lunch with another professional yesterday. He calls me. He says, what are you doing for lunch? He goes, I'm outside your building. We went to lunch. And this professional began to tell me that he had a heart attack two weeks ago. And and I got to tell you, he's the most physically fit person that I know. But he had a bad diet and you can't out exercise a bad diet. He he was eating too much cholesterol, but he thought, oh, Mm -hmm. I can eat this because I'm going to be biking 20 miles tomorrow morning. Your body doesn't
0: know what you're going to do tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Your,
1: Your body doesn't know. Thank heavens to our God in the heavens that he came home from exercising. He started in a heavy sweat and is... Awesome. Wife said, we're going to the ER right now. Picked him up, put him in the car, drove him to the ER. And it just so happened that there was a doctor, a cardiologist that specializes in stents, It was in the emergency room. So I, I go back to, you're absolutely right. You know, there's a lot of barriers out there. And, you know, it was a wake up call for him. And when we were at lunch, I said, I'm going to get this and this. He goes, no, I can't eat that anymore. It was sushi, you know, and, and now the way he eats sushi is even refined. What are some first steps our listeners can take in 2021 to get started living a healthier lifestyle as you've talked about?
0: So this might surprise you and you might not see this one coming, but the first step I would have everybody take is have more fun. That sounds maybe a little bit different than what you hear today because everybody says you got to grind harder, you got to work harder. Well, of course, you can work harder and have more fun. Why isn't that the case? You know, why do we always separate the two? I have noticed for myself, this is a big thing that I've experienced in my life. If I am not having fun, why am I doing anything that I'm doing? What's the point? And so I've learned to make everything that I do for the most part. I mean, some things, I mean, it's life. You can't have fun doing everything. I don't think it's fun to call and pay my my cell phone bill. But everything that I do, I try to make it fun. And I want your listeners, I'm going to invite them to do that. Look at what you're going to do today. What are you dreading to do? What do you... Do every day that you hate doing? How can you refine that and make it enjoyable? Because I always say, what is the point if we are not having fun? And I used to be that person who was way too focused on working hard and looking like I was working hard. And I was way too focused on trying to get the result. And I didn't focus enough on enjoying the journey. When I started to focus on enjoying the journey, you know what happened? I started to become more fulfilled. I made healthier choices. And finding fun in everything will change your life. And if it's not fun, find a way to make it fun. Stop chasing happiness and learn to accept that life is not always happy. That's another point. Life is not always gonna be happy. And if you're constantly just trying to force happiness, you're not going to be happy. it's kind of funny how that works. Happiness is not the goal. To me, fulfillment and allowing myself to really just experience the full spectrum of life and have fun as much as I can is the goal to have fun with your health, to have fun in all categories of health, make life enjoyable, seek that fulfillment, take accountability for your life and don't give control for your life to other people.
1: I love it. I love it, Chelsea. And Chelsea, where can our listeners go to learn more about you?
0: My podcast is called unlimited with Chelsea Gouart. And I, I mean, my podcast is pretty much everywhere where you can listen to podcasts, but my central hub is just chelseagoulart.com, C-H-E-L-S-I-G-O-U-L-A-R-T.com. And I also, I, I try to keep up on Instagram with my healthy meals that I'm eating and try to just kind of bring people with me in my day so they can kind of see how I try to live a healthy, balanced daily life. Just kind of to try to set an example there and inspire people to do the same. And my Instagram's the same, just Chelsea Goulart. Nothing fancy, nothing clever. <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you listeners for listening. Please remember to go to AristaWealth.com to get other videos, tips, and resources to help you live your optimal life. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review so you don't miss out on learning from our excellent guests like Chelsea today. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode.
0: This episode of the Arista Wealth podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more advice on your finances, wellness, and lifestyle so you can focus on living your dreams. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.